Welcome to the Coffee with Creators podcast, a casual conversation with creators about life and experiences. I'm your friend and your host, Michael. Justin Moore is a sponsorship coach and founder of Creator Wizard, a school and community that teaches you how to find and negotiate your dream brand deals. I recently stumbled upon his content and I think the knowledge he shares is so valuable to creators that I couldn't wait to have him on as a guest. This might have been the most energetic episode I've ever recorded and for once, I don't blame the coffee. Here's Justin Moore. This is the first time we're meeting. So it is, the very yeah. first time. Yeah, so it's it's finally nice to meet you, yeah, uh, you Justin. Well. Justin Moore, the Creator Wizard. Is that is that a title that you like? I mean, uh, I I wanted something when I started educating creators. I wanted something that was like tied to creators, but also implied that you would experience some sort of transformation, right? So if you like look, watch my content, you know, if I coach you or whatever, that it's like you were you will become like the uh, the student will become the teacher essentially, right? And so ah, I like I, I liked how that how what that communicated. But yeah, I mean, people do call me it. It's a little, I, but you know, I, I'll uh, it is what it I, is. I, I, uh, I I guess I I have assumed the title. I guess that's the point. <laughs> you grew into it. That's a yeah. good thing. Yeah, so I grew least, into the title. I evolved yeah. into it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So that that kind of gets rid of the the whole imposter syndrome. You know what I mean? Like before, when I used to take photos, I like people called me a photographer. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really a photographer, but then. I do it so much and people call me a photographer and then eventually I get, you know, work that actually pays me to take to take photos. Then I'm like, I guess I am a photographer at this point. So I'm imagining it's kind of like that. So but that's a pretty badass title. If I if I really if you really think about it, creator <laughs> wizard, I'm like, <laughs> I think everyone well, wants to be you called a wizard. <laughs> The other thing is that creatorwizard.com URL was available, and I was like, I went through so many permutations of it, and I was just like, I'm gonna grab this URL. So uh, that there that was also go. the extent of the of the strategy. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, Justin, thank you for being here on the podcast. And first of all, I just want to say thank you as well because um, I'm extra thank you because I know we moved this schedule, and my morning was just. Oh man, I, I let's just say that I did a lot of running today. I wasn't expecting to actually oh. run because I was late from one meeting <laughs> to run to pick up my kid and then run back home. So actually, before getting on, I had to spend like five minutes just kind of relaxing. <laughs> I'm a little sweaty too. Oh, it's one of those mornings. I hope drinking your morning whis- drinking some whiskey. <laughs> I'm drinking some whiskey. <laughs> I hope your morning drinking some whiskey. You know, yeah, your 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 morning. I hope is not as frantic as mine. Um, you're in California, right? I'm in, I'm in the San Francisco Bay. Um, and yeah, it it was, I will say I've started blocking all of my meetings on Tuesdays and Thursdays because I just found that I was not getting any work done, having them sprinkled throughout the week. And it was very frustrating to me that I wasn't making any progress on any of the things that I wanted to do. And so that, that has, that has helped a lot, but because generally, yeah, I, I feel similarly, like I'm like running from meeting to meeting and it's not a great feeling. No, not at all. And what's funny, too, because it's like I think whiskey would be the best drink to hold right now. But I'm holding coffee because this is my first cup of coffee. And I'm like, is this really smart of me to do after being so, yeah, just like wired all morning and now I'm drinking coffee? But, you know, I need my cup of joe at least once a day. So well, I, I have this. I must say I drank all my coffee. I just went and I got a nitro cold brew from starbucks and i chugged it before this so i was i was you planning on having it. it but it just okay i i, I pretty much chugged it yeah. <laughs> yeah i love that i just recently discovered that drink by the way because i'm usually i'm such oh, a plain yeah, coffee drinker kind of guy like most of the time i just drink i take my coffee black 
and it's like my wife always complains. She's she's like, why would you? Why would you even have like this this um this coffee maker whatever at home if you just drink it like that? I'm like, I you know sometimes I just want the caffeine, and I discovered that that drink, totally. and that actually gets me really really wired. So let's yeah, hope it's, uh, it's very strong and uh-huh. yeah. So this is going to be a very energetic podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm looking right? for. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Justin, before we move on, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Absolutely. So uh, my name is Justin Moore. Uh, I go by Creator Wizard on all social media pretty much. Um, and I my business is all around helping you find and negotiate your dream sponsorship so that you stop leaving thousands on the table. Um, and I have found over the decade or so that, um, you know, my wife and I have been on social media that sponsorships is one of the most difficult areas for creators. And it, and also by the, on the same, uh, on the other side of that, it's that the most, uh, lucrative, right? So it's like, it's very difficult to learn the art and science of negotiation. Um, and yet it's the biggest chunk of most creators income. Like if you look at any studies or surveys that have been done for creators. And so, um, this is really kind of my core area of, of expertise. So, you know, the quick story is that my wife and I started, or my wife, it wasn't me. My wife started her first YouTube channel in 2009. Um, and so way back in the day. Um, and so I slowly got roped into like being in front of the camera. We you know, <laughs> created a bunch of different uh, types of channels, you know, cooking channel, family vlog channel. Um, you know, my wife had her kind of motherhood, beauty, focus lifestyle channel um and so we've made a lot of different types of content over the year years and so like working with brands has always been like a really major part of our business both you know kind of financially uh, as well as just like like what we've been best at like we're just really good at like helping brands like achieve marketing objectives and like uh you know we just have these really long sustained partnerships with with brands and agencies and things like that and so um so that's like the one side of my persona is like being a creator in the trenches for many years um and then uh, in 2015 i started uh, an influencer marketing agency where actually I was helping other creators get good get sponsorships. And so yeah. um, that afforded me like a very unique perspective into this because it's like one thing to like, you know, advocate for yourself. But when you're like trying to convince a brand like, hey, no, I can actually help you like work on this strategy with like 50 influencers. It's like very different. It's like 30,000, you know, kind of like foot view of like how do you actually uh, afford afford this like giant change and transformation for a brand and whatever their objective is. And so Mm -hmm. like that was kind of like a very, that's the, the Jekyll and Hyde of my personality, I guess. Uh Um, And so I, I, I was doing that for so long that I saw so many mistakes being made. I've exchanged literally tens of thousands of emails with creators over the years. And like, I just see, saw these mistakes being made over and over and over again. And I was like, you know what? I just like, I just like need to scratch this itch and start making videos, like my, making my <laughs> own videos, educating creators, like negotiations, pricing strategies, you know, like mistakes people are making, like, you know, do I need an influencer manager? Like all these like questions that people would always ask me. Um, and I was just like, let me just make some videos. And I, that was it. I thought that was going to be it. I was like, okay, let me just like scratch this itch and then I'll be done with it. And then people started asking for more videos. Like, oh, like, can you talk about this? They talk about this. And I was just like, oh, can you make a course? And like all this stuff, can you help coach me? <laughs> like it was all, it all like, like evolved very organically. Um, and so, yeah, here, fast forward to today, you know, it's been about, uh, two years since I've been making this content for creators. And it's like, this is the thing I'm most excited about now in my life is like helping, helping other people. So that, that is like the quick, uh, story of like, of who I am. That's awesome, Justin. And I, I, I just have to say that I really do appreciate what you do. And I discovered you on Twitter. I think it was on Twitter that you, you posted something about, I can't remember exactly what tweet it was, but it was something about obviously some 
brand sponsorships. And I'm like, you know, I totally agree with this guy. And I'm like, finally, someone who makes sense. And the reason I say this is because I've been in this game not as long as you have been. So I've been doing this for about three years. But early on, I had this brand deal with a big brand. And I remember they were saying, if we send you this product for free, just take a bunch of photos for us and post it on your on your social media. I said, sure, that's awesome. I get a free product from this big brand. And then I said, they said, sure, okay, they'll, they'll send me over the, the thing. And I was, in my excitement, I just signed a contract and just, you know, say bye. Basically, got the, got the product and I'm like, this is awesome. And it's just so, it's funny looking back because their email, they kept saying, remember, this product is really expensive. And I'm like, I know, I know. So it's like such a, it's it's like I'm I'm thanking them so much for the opportunity, right? And then a few months later, I see my same photo being shared by an account that has millions of followers. And then I see on that account was tagged the brand. And it, you know, this was early on when, when Instagram didn't really have that, that label that says paid promotion, paid uh, posting or something like that. And it, what they had to disclose is this post is a paid promotion by this company. And I said, wait a minute, that's, that's my photo. And they're paying someone else to use my photo so they, they can sell more products. And since then, it felt like a, I remember very distinctly that, that sickening, like that sick feeling in my stomach. Like I've been, I was taken advantage of, right? My, my mm. skill my audience and everything. And I almost kind of quit. I'm almost just like, you know what? I, I, I don't think I belong in this type of business because I feel like wow. this is just going to happen over and over again. But since then, this was my first year on Instagram, I think. I was just like, you know what? Moving forward, I need to, to understand how this whole thing works. And so over the years, this is one of the reason, reasons why I created uh, Coffee with Creators with my co-host uh, like three years ago because we wanted to discuss stuff like this, but then it, it evol evolved into like, you know, what type of content to share. And, but even if you listen back to my old episodes, I always say, always ask for payment. You should always be paid for whatever it is that you're, 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 um, you're, you're giving them because, you know, um, I didn't know how to, uh, I guess I just didn't know the type of words to use or to, I didn't know how to express it, like why you should get paid. I always use this whole um, scenario where I say, imagine you're a target, you're the store target and company A says, hey, this is a, a very expensive item. What if we put this in your shelf and in return, we'll give you said free item, you know what I mean? And I'm like, does target, will, will they say yes to that? No, they'll probably kick you out because it's like, it doesn't work that way. You, 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 you want access to target's audience then you have to pay for that. And so that was like the best way that I could describe it. But after seeing your tweet and then uh, subscribing to your newsletter and also watching some of your videos, I have to admit, I haven't watched all of them. I'm like, why did it take me this long to discover this guy? So, <laughs> so this is all just to say, I really appreciate what you do. And I think it's very important. And I think this is a very important episode for the listeners of Coffee with Creators to really just listen and understand. And I'm also here for the most part, Justin, I'll be here to just learn from you. So I should have just, I should have done the introduction. I think that was a better, <laughs> I think that was a better That's introduction. That's okay, no, that was, that was, I appreciate that so much. And, and I think 
um, you're you're so right in that it, it you know I, I've spoken to so many creators about this that it it oftentimes is this like journey that they come on when it comes to like yeah a lot of people had this really negative experience in the beginning they didn't know any better they got taken they felt like they were taken advantage of and so it like soured their whole mm -hmm. experience working with brands and they felt like oh it's always going to be like that or like you know i always got to like watch my back and things like that um and so um i come at it from a very different perspective which is like yes there are brands out there who do prey on creators for sure i, I don't want to diminish that but in my experience, the vast, vast, vast majority of brands really do find value in really amazing relationships with creators. And all it takes is finding those brands. And so if you look at it from that mindset where it's like, no, like brands are not evil. It's more about finding the brands who truly value your worth. So it's like you're never going to like like be able to avoid like shady brands all the time. You're going to get stuff in your inboxes. It's like, wow, mm -hmm. like thanks, mm -hmm. but no thanks. Right. But there's, but the majority of the time in my experience, it actually comes down to education on your part of explaining and articulating to brands why they should pay you. Because a lot of times, like, like think about it. If, if a brand has had a lot of success getting creators to talk about them for free, what do you think is going to be their default <laughs> offer? It's going to be, Hey, here's free product. Exactly. Talk about, talk about yeah. it. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it, the onus is on you. Like, so rather than getting mad and being like, how dare you brand? Like all brands are preying on creators. No, it's like, how can you approach this and be like, hey, like, tell me a little bit more about what you're trying to accomplish with your influencer strategy. Saying something very simple like that and letting them explain to you like, oh, like we're just trying to drive more products or, oh, like we're really excited about repurposing your content for advertising, right? Like what 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 if you would have asked the, that brand back in the day that question and they would have told you and you'd be like, oh, thank you so much for letting me know. I'm happy to share some like, you know, investment options with you of like how you, you know, how we could work together in that way, right? Or they say, oh, we're, this is a new product launch, right? We're just trying to get the word out there. Like all of those are very different conversations. And I think a lot of creators don't understand that like asking the brand about, you know, what the goal of their influence strategy of like working with you is the number one thing that you need to take away from this conversation because it will unlock everything for you. So for example, to bookend this, if they would have said to you, Michael, yeah, we're excited about repurposing your content on our website or using it for paid ads or whatever, your yeah. proposal to them is not Hey, I'll post on my Instagram and you know, I'll do all this stuff on like my platforms. No, like what if you come around and say say to them, "Hey, like I can actually make a bunch of exclusive content for you that I don't even post." If I know that running ads is like your goal, like let me let me just make these five quick videos for you that you could run as Instagram ads. Yeah, it's going to be $10,000 or $5,000 or whatever, but it's like now that I know that's your goal, my pitch is going to be different. And so it's like it's a it's a real mindset shift where most creators think the only way I can work with brands is like if I you give me the product, you pay me, I talk about it. Right? On my on my platform no there's like right. so much other value that you can bring to brands that most creators don't even think about that is so eye-opening and i'm like you know what that is true i could i could, there's so many things that i could i i, I could easily um br uh, i guess i could just position myself at this point and that's just by asking one simple question what is your goal and most of the time when i get an email or whatever it is uh or a message i'll just say I'll just throw in my media kit. It'll be like, okay, here's for Instagram and here's for a thing. And it's because I just don't know. And you're completely correct. Like all I have to do is really just educate myself. And I think communication is such an important thing that me, personality, my personality is I wasn't usually, let's just say that when I was growing up, I was never the type of person who would talk to someone at length. It was usually just like, okay, what do you need? And I'll just give you what it is that you need. Never really was into getting into conversations and stuff like that. But I realized now that 
how important communication is, is because I'm basically leaving a lot off the table just by, you know, just giving them that media kit and saying, all right, here it is. This, it's like a Band-Aid, the way I see it now. Like, here's your problem. You want at, you want uh, content? Here it is. Here's for my Instagram. Here's for my thing. So I'm, in a, in, in a way, I'm basically just shooting myself in the foot. So that that thing, I think we can end the, the podcast here, Justin. I think that was good enough. So yeah. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> well, like uh, to make a, I mean, like to, to push that, to rub a little bit of more salt in that wound, Michael, not to like use you as an example, but like no, please um, go ahead. M- most creators, w- when, it, <laughs> when it comes to media kits, like I, yeah. um, like most creators, you open their media kit and it's like page one is like, hi, I'm Michael. I have this many followers. This is my demographics. Like here's my, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like the brand doesn't care. What the brand cares about is case studies. They care about testimonials. Mm-hmm. How can you help them just like you helped a similar brand with a similar challenge, right? So it's like, that's page one. Page two or page 10 is you. That's the appendix. It's not about you. They they mm-hmm. already know about you. They looked at your platforms, right? That's a good they, point, yeah. they know, right? So it's like, yes, demographics, they'll ask for that. That's stuff they need to know. But the real thing is like, oh, you helped this other brand on a conversion-focused campaign, you know, do this. This was the testimonial. Michael was, Michael was so amazing to work with. He helped us turn around this content in 10 days. And like, you know, I, we're definitely going to hire again. Like, that's what the brand cares about. They don't care about you. I, I, like, I, I say that like facetiously, but it, like, like yeah, really, yeah. like the brand cares about this business objective that they're trying to accomplish. And so it's mm-hmm. like, if you put that like hat on where it's like, you're not just a creator, you're a consultant. You're helping them like, like accomplish, like they have this problem and here's your solution. The solution is this proposal that you're sending to them of like this, this, uh, what they're trying to accomplish. So, um, that, that's like a, I like media kits. Everyone always like, Oh, how like media kit templates and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, the last 10 deals that my wife and I have done, maybe like one has asked for a media kit. And like, sometimes we'll just like send, send our media kit as like a icing on the cake. Like here's a proposal. And Oh, by the way, here's like a bunch of case studies and testimonials of like why we're amazing to work with. Right. So it's not like that. <laughs> that's not like the, your first response is like, Oh, like here's a media kit it's like you've basically like kind of shut the door in your face exactly Um, and it's just like no like unless the brand's and yeah unless the brand's asking you for that like that should not be your go-to initially fantastic that's really good um i've actually stopped sending my media kit unless they request for it because i've all i i started to learn that they already know who who i am like you said they already know who i am i don't have to try to it's not a resume i'm not applying for a job They're, they're approaching me and they, they feel like I have something to offer them. And so my biggest thing is instead of me just shutting the door <laughs> in that deal and by saying, oh, this is how much it's going to cost for X, Y, and Z, I should ask them. The first thing I should do is what are your objectives? What are you trying to do? So, okay, I'm writing notes in my head. But there's one thing that I do want to, to kind of talk about because when you were, when you were sharing that, that, that thought, um, I realized that maybe this is from just from my perspective, but I want you to see, I, I want you to share your own personal um, experience or views uh, in, in this whole influencer space. So the problem with a lot of early or new creators is that when they get into this influencer space, I hate that word, by the way, I, I'm, I think you don't like that word either. So, okay, yeah, we both can agree there. Um, the creator economy, maybe. The, yeah, yeah. So, so the thing that we can't avoid is, it has a lot of, um, you, you bring in a lot of ego into this business, right? You feel like I'm so popular. I have a platform. Everyone follows me. So I think hearing you say those, uh, those last bits of uh, information really drives that home. Like, listen, 
they don't really care about you, but we, we, you mean it in the best way possible, right? Like you're trying to, I um, do. yeah, you, you're trying to make people realize that you, what, what your job as a creator is to service these, you know, this like brands, A, B, and C, and make sure that they achieve their goals. And so it's not all about, you know, how dare they, I have this many followers and they're only paying me this much. So how did you, I guess, how did you come to the, like that realization later on? Or were you always aware ever since you and your wife started your, your social media accounts that, hey, it's not really about us. It's just about what we can offer them. Yeah. And so I want, I want to, I'm glad you brought this up. Cause I, I do want to clarify, like, obviously like, you know, the, our, our top priority is always like maintaining a very intimate connection with our followers. Cause at the end of the day, we wouldn't have what we do. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't have this lifestyle. You know, we, we wouldn't have built the career that we have without, without, you know, our, our following and our audience and things like that. But all that to say, like we have built up a very particular set of skills. I sound like Liam Neeson, but like we built, we built up this <laughs> set of skills that that are very marketable and attractive to brands and and so it's just like that to to discount that and to only value yourself based on vanity metrics like how many followers you get and how many views you get and likes and all that stuff completely misses the boat of the set of skills and expertise that you have a lot of people think like oh like i don't have that many followers like brands don't really care but like brands like, truly suck at social media so it's like if you are able to basically say to them like hey like i see that you're not on TikTok. Like I've actually, you know, cracked the code or I, I, I really do understand what works on TikTok. Yeah. And, and then they see, oh, you have, wow, he has 5,000 followers on TikTok or 10,000. To them, that's amazing. Like, wow, that, that's amazing. Right. And so it's like you are, uh, it's like so many, so many creators have this kind of like imposter syndrome where it's like yeah. they are measuring themselves relative to other creators versus like truly understanding that they, they do have expertise that other people will value. Mm -hmm. That's actually really good. I'm glad you said that. I had a, a guest recently who, who was um, sharing to me off camera that you know sometimes it's a little it's a little disheartening to be in this business because you see your the other creators like some of them are your friends and then you're like how come they're getting the deals and I'm not and they start to feel they basically start to 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 believe that they have no value at all and I just couldn't find the right words to tell them that no. You have your own audience. There's a reason why you're doing this because you have your own audience. You speak to that audience. But um, go, just kind of piggybacking on, on what you just said, is, there, is it possible at all for um, smaller accounts to be very successful in this business? 100%. I mean, I think a lot of it, I, I love telling the story of a, uh, creator through my agency that we had hired. It was a major uh, wireless telecommunications company, and they uh, were finding a lot of success with customers in the fire community. You know, so financial independence, retire early, um, and they, you know, they that was basically the prompt or the brief was like, hey, like let, we want to work with these types of creators, and so we found a creator who get this. This was their niche. They were financial planning and budgeting for active duty military. That was that was their niche, right? And less than a thousand subscribers on YouTube, and they hired him. He made an amazing video. They turned it around and used it for paid ads to reach hundreds of thousands of more people. He was paid mm -hmm. very well, mm -hmm. right? And so again, it's not you are you are a production company in a box as a creator. You are the creative services. You're you're you know production. You uh, edit the content. You distribute the content. You market the content. You're everything. Think about if that brand had to go out and hire 
a production company, an, an ad agency, agency, an ad agency, and actresses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and actors and actresses to star in the content. Then this is the key here, Michael. They have to go and pay Facebook and Instagram and YouTube to serve the ad. Right? They have to do there's all these expenses to actually distribute this content. And you have all of that built into your platform as a creator. So it's just like, like tell me again why you're not valuable. Like okay. explain that to me. Because if anyone is right? listening to the Yeah, if anyone's listening to this episode right now, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this episode. If you are taking home anything today, at least that, because I've been saying this for the longest time. I had, uh, I have an advertising. I went to school for advertising. This is a long time ago. I never really went to work in advertising, but um, I understood that there's a lot of um, money that needs to be exchanged before you even get anything on the air. And this was during like for for newspapers, for for television, for radio ads. So much money needs to 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 leave this person's hand before they even see. A smidge of an ad and they're only hoping that the ideal demographic the ideal person that they're trying to target will actually see this but in this creator community this 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 whole thing that we're doing they know exactly who we our targets are and that's just by ask that's why they ask for the demographics like who are you uh what's your demographic because they want to target those those people specifically. And now they have mm -hmm. access to that through you, not through an agency. And I've also said this before, like before you have to pay an, um, a designer, a photographer, a makeup artist and rent a studio and then take a photo and then put it on a billboard, pay that billboard for how many months. And then you're only hoping that people right. who are driving by at 65 miles an hour will see the message, which you probably, it's probably just like two lines, you know, at most of, of, of words. And you're hoping that they'll remember that and um, you're hoping to generate sales from that. But you, you're speaking directly to these people. And so, yes, Justin, you are correct. For, for anyone who's listening to this, I, th I feel like now Justin and I are just like so high on caffeine right now. I, <laughs> I want to jump up and down. Dude, no, we're on that level. I really got excited when you said that because I feel like, like I said, when I saw your, your tweet, this was a while back. I'm like, this guy gets it. This guy gets it completely. Um, I don't. Honestly, I don't even know where to. <laughs> I don't even know where to, to move. So let. Okay, how about this? Um, since we talked about uh, um, being a successful creator, even having a, a small following, um, what would you say, or what would you, uh, what advice would you give to people who are just starting in this business? Like, I know there's a lot of people listen to coffee creators who want to start their own Instagram profile, and they just. They, it's always about. Um, uh, I, I, and I get this question a lot. They'll say, what do you think my aesthetic should be? What do you think I should do? Is this, th this whole thing about uh, chasing that um, visual trend, I think seems to be very apparent. And I'm not really sure how to uh, respond to that. Like, is that uh, a wise approach? Is that, um, what would you say to something like that? A question like that? Yeah. Um, so first of all, the moment you publish one post, you are ahead of 99% of people in terms of actually making this a thing and wanting to do it as a side hustle, turn it into a full, there, there, are, there will be a, a massive amount of people who just will never have the courage to hit publish. So um, the first, my first advice is just like get something out there, right? Because I feel like a lot of the paralysis by analysis comes into play when it's just like you just have never published anything and you follow all these people who are amazing uh, and you just kind of, you know, you, oh, I wish I would have started three years ago when I initially had mm -hmm. that idea. Like so many people mm -hmm. say that, right? Um, and so the, the other thing too is that if you, um, like when we first started, 
uh, like 2009, like there was no partner program on YouTube. You could not make money on YouTube. Like that was not a thing, right? And so like influencers and creators these days, like it's way more apparent and obvious that people get into it being like, hey, like I, I might want to turn this into like a money-making endeavor. And so it's just like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily, but I do think the mindset that you come in, um, into it with is very critical. And this is what I mean. I have this, um, a course that I that I teach called Gifted to Paid, and it's uh, helping creators go from getting a bunch of free product offers and how you can actually convert those into paid partnerships, right? And one of the things I teach in there is really uh, understanding what your what I call your STP, your surprising transformative promise. And what that means is that in your bio, where you're talking, if, if a follower lands on your page or a brand lands on your page and is trying to understand whether they want to hire you, they're trying to understand like, what are you all about? What is the composition of your audience? Because at the end of the day, that's really what they care about. It's like not, like I said, it's not you, it's who is in your audience because there are prospective customers in the brand. You're the conduit, right? Right. And so um, the, what the surprising transformative promise is all about. So like, uh, what does your bio say, Michael, by the way? Like, how, how do you describe yourself on social media? <laughs> it's, Let's do the exercise for you. It's, oh my God. Okay. I'll, I'll be the, the, the test uh, mouse. What do you mm -hmm. call it? Well, the lab rat for, for this one. Okay. My Ted, bio the, actually. The guinea pig. The guinea pig. That's it. That's a better way of saying it. Um, <laughs> it's been a while since I actually looked at this and realized that. <laughs> what I have there is just content creator, work from Homer, pizza eater. <laughs> and then I have a bunch of links. Okay. Yeah. Content. Okay. Content creator work from work from Homer and pizza eater. Okay. Let's workshop this together. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> first, first observation. Okay. Uh, is hundreds of thousands of other people say basically the same thing. Yes. Content creator, maybe not work from Homer pizza eater probably. <laughs> right. But it's like, if I'm a potential follower landing on this platform, or if I'm a brand trying to decide whether to hire you, I have no indication from that bio about how you're talking about yourself as to who is in your audience. Time for a short break, but when we come back, Justin helps rewrite my Instagram bio and it's really good. You definitely don't want to miss this one. We'll be right back. I am going to share with you one of the best decisions and investments I've ever made as a content creator, and that is signing up with an online library of royalty-free music. Whether you're new to creating content or a full-fledged creator, you know exactly the pain, frustration, and how much time it actually takes to find the right music. Not to mention, it gets really expensive paying for individual tracks. Epidemic Sound is the answer to all of that. They have thousands of high-quality, royalty-free music and sound effects that you can choose from for one affordable monthly rate. Their service has saved me so much time and money over the years, and I cannot recommend them enough. So for the Coffee with Creators listeners out there, you can try them out for 30 days risk-free by going to your web browser and typing in share.epidemicsound.com CWC. Once you sign up, you have full access to their vast library, and I promise you, your brain, your wallet, and even your audience will thank you for it. Again, head over to share.epidemicsound.com slash CWC for a 30-day trial. Let's talk about how we could change it. So, so you give me the description. Who do you think is in your audience? <sighs> um, that's really interesting. Um, I feel like this is a, it's like a consultation. You're not going to charge me after this, are you, Justin? <laughs> it, no, it's it's therapy. It doubles as therapy as well. <laughs> okay. Okay, so um, oh, that's kind of hard to describe. I, I don't really know how to answer that. So let, let, let me try to backtrack a little bit. So 
I started as a graphic design um, account back in like three years ago, and I couldn't get clients to follow me because frankly, I'm not the best graphic designer out there. And so I felt like I just needed it as a portfolio. And then eventually it turned into me sharing my home office space because this was the first time I've actually had a space that I could kind of mess around with. This was pre-pandemic, like way, way before. And it was just a plain desk. And I slowly just added like little products here and there. And so this desk became my store shelf. So this is when people started following me because they wanted to see how I would evolve this desk. And then brands started to send me stuff and they're like, oh, add this to the desk, add this monitor, add this stuff. And it really just started from there. But I didn't want to get stuck in this space. I didn't want to be like known as the desk guy. So I started to incorporate okay. more of my face into the uh, into the account and I started started to add more photography. And so um, that turned into tech reviews. Then I had my YouTube channel and basically in a nutshell, that's where I am right now. So I'm kind of all over the place, but I'm not really sure. That's why I'm not really sure how to describe it. I know my audience loves tech. I know my audience love love um, premium products. I'm not the type who would share cheap ones. I remember, uh, uh, you know, people would say, okay. "Why won't you share a, a cheaper version of a mouse instead of like the one that you're 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 sharing, which is a hundred bucks?" I'm like, because if you want a cheaper mouse, you just buy it. You don't really care for it. Like if, if you want it to work, it'll work. You just go on Amazon. What I'm sharing is a little bit more of a, of a, a lifestyle, like a little bit of, a, you know, just something that's a little bit more than what you usually get. Uh, so that's, I guess that's what I would describe my, my account. So can you help me, Justin? Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm going to make this up on the spot and you can, okay. and this may be totally off base, but like, you could say something like, <clears throat> I design premium desk builds and uh, highlight uh, the best tech for the discerning consumer so that they can uh, ensure that they have uh, – what's like the, the, uh, the final thought is the transformation. It is – uh, they so that they are always uh, up to date on the latest technology, something like that. I, I suck at making this up on the spot, but like the point is, is that by identifying again, I know you don't want to be the desk guy, but like the words that you use matter. Like we were talking earlier, so like by saying you know you only showcase just you know tech for the discerning consumer, something where it's just like mm -hmm. it's not just like everyday tech. It's like yeah high quality tech, right? Yeah. Or it's like premium builds, right? You you are self-segmenting yourself, right? So if someone landing on your profile and they see that, they're like, oh, I don't think Michael's for me because I'm not I'm not about that, right? But the words, adding the words so that at the end of how you describe yourself is so critical because you will, you're basically what I call is you are making a transformative promise to potential followers and to brands that are, you know, potentially may want to work with you. So the moment, if I read, I could punch that up obviously offline, but like the yeah. moment that I, I land on your page and I read that in your bio as a brand, I all of a sudden know that your audience is filled with 50,000 people who want premium tech products. There you go. That's it. I mean, you said Basically. you suck at it, Justin, right? but I thought you did it. You did yeah. it really, really well. We just need to refine it a little bit, but I thought, I thought you hit it in the head. Yeah. I'm like, did. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then I don't know. Again, we, it's very critical. I appreciate that. But I, we, we also need to figure out what the transformation is mm -hmm. because, you know, premium tech products so that what's the outcome? The outcome is, you know, you're always on the cutting edge or, you know, you're always, 
you know, I don't know what the tra you have to. You, that's your job to figure out like what is the transformation that you are promising to your community. Okay. Because then the brand reads that. The brand reads that. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say. Okay, so um, what I've been doing lately is that uh, at least this says this is kind of like how it evolved for me. So since I share a lot of like my desk setup stuff, um, it's evolved into like, this was back then when I changed my desk and then someone sponsored me a really nice premium desk and then I got another desk and then I changed my office, changed my wife's office. And it turned into like me, I like the word transform that you said. I've actually worked with a couple of other people where I transformed their workspace or their study desk into something that's a little bit more personal and inspiring. Does that help? Does that? <laughs> Dude, to me, like, that is brilliant. Like, imagine if you were a, like, work-from-home desk coach or, or, or consultant or strategist or, like, your, your whole thing is that you transform people's workspaces so that they're more in harmony with their lives and their personality or something. Mm. Right. I and like, that's that. the transform. Like if I landed on Michael's profile and I was like, I work from home, I want my workspace to be like, you know, transform. And that and that like you would think that having a more defined niche like that is is constricting. But it's actually like think about if you have that niche, like I bet you in your head, there's like a thousand videos you can make on that topic. Yes. It's not just about <laughs> desk builds. It's about right. It's just a, it's about, you know, tech products that help you, you know, center and be more harmonious. And like there's so many avenues that you could go with that, with like calling yourself this very specific thing. And then not only will brands want to work with you but it's like if i'm a follower it's like wow michael's gonna help me redesign my space like that you're gonna have more people wanting to hire you for one-on-one -on -one co coaching and consultations you know you're gonna like right you're gonna have a, a ceo of fortune 5000 company fly you out to design their workspace for their company like it opens up so many avenues for you when you like put a name to what you do okay right G guys so, so remember that justin and i are just talking about my bio this is just the the <laughs> the first line that you read on my Instagram page, and I'm learning so much already. This is awesome. <laughs> that's that's awesome, dude. Sorry, I got this is this is I I, dude. No, it's not. I, I I wake up and I get so excited about this stuff every day because it's like people don't you don't realize the expertise that you have. It's like it's like the forest through the trees. You just you cannot see it until it until someone comes out outside and just like looks at, at what you're doing and is like like dude like that's who you like you are a work from home consultant like you know i don't know what the we gotta work on the words but like yeah it's very yeah. clear to me like there's so much like white space the other beautiful thing about that is that you don't have competition anymore at that point it's not like you're just another tech reviewer or whatever it's like mm -hmm. if a brand approaches you like you are one of one like you you are not just a commodity anymore you were like hey if you want to like access my audience like this is my specialty like if you if you if you if your brand thinks that one of your primary consumer targets is like people who work from home you want to hire me because that's who my audience is. Right. right? And like all of a sudden you, you have no competition. Right. It's, that's why I love this exercise because it's like people think, oh, I'm just another tech reviewer. Or I'm just another YouTuber. There's so many out there. No, like I guarantee you there is something about the way in which you're, you know, the way in which you serve people that is unique. Okay. I love what you just said because this is one of the feelings that um, I get when I see some, uh, you know, other creators and, you know, not to knock them or anything, but a lot of them I see are trying so hard to emulate other people because they feel like if they do the exact same thing that somehow success will find them. And that doesn't say that it doesn't happen. It's not to say that it won't happen, but I feel like they're missing out a huge part of like being unique, you know, just by being themselves. And I think by being themselves, 
you know, you, you are already unique and you're offering something completely new and completely different and people want different. And it's just one of those things that I just don't. Yeah, it's just hard to explain, I guess. I, I just got off a, uh, a consulting call earlier today, right before this. Um, and at the end of the call, the creator said to me, I have followed a ton of influencer coaches, creator coaches over the years, and I've never heard anyone talk about sponsorship strategy the way that you do. And so like to me, that's music to my ears because it's like, like I, number one, I've never heard anyone call themselves a sponsorship coach, right? Like it's like you're an influencer <laughs> manager or like you're a, right? You're like a course creator or like you're something. And I just like somehow, like oh, the other thing back to back up real quickly, like to, to give you behind the scenes, kind of like the messy middle of this is that when I started creating content, educating creators, I was not a sponsorship coach. I was teaching you the business of being mm -hmm. a creator. That was like my tagline. Right. And I thought that that was specific enough. I thought that was like, oh, people would get it. I'll talk about sponsorships. I'll talk about, um, you know, diversifying your revenue streams. I'll talk about audience growth. I'll talk about email list strategy, all this stuff. Right. And yet that was still con too confusing for, for people. And then one day I had one of my followers DM me and she gave me two golden nuggets. And she was like, number one, like I, I used to be talking way more about like brand deals. That was the words I was using. Right. And she was just like, like, is there a reason why you keep saying brand deals? Because like whenever I hear a creator doing a sponsorship, they always say, thanks to brand for sponsoring me using the mm -hmm. word sponsor sponsorships, mm -hmm. not brand deals. Right. And so I was like, that's really interesting. And that's, that's actually, I go, I went back and like did some research, keyword research, all this stuff. And I was just like, I actually think sponsorships is, is a much better uh, way to describe like, it's not just a brand deal. It's like, no, it's just like a sponsorship. It's like a partnership. It's a relationship. And so it's like going back to like how words matter. I changed myself from like brand deal coach or like, you know, business to be a creator to brand deal coach to like sponsorship coach. And the moment I did that, everything took off for me. It was like, you know, I called myself that on social media. People were like, oh, like I, I you know, they kind of got it. It's like, but they've never heard of anyone who really does that. I don't manage you. Like, all right, I'm not like exclusively managing creators. No, I'm like, I'm going to teach you this. That, that's what I'm doing. I'm teaching you this. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, again, like going back to the the whole idea of like really defining your niche. Um, and so that, that creator who told me like, why are you talking about all these other things? Like clearly sponsorships is like what you're best at. Like, just talk about that. And I was like, well, that's a good idea. I guess I should probably do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, you know, this is yeah. this whole, this whole process is like an evolution. It's like, I, I just want to like make it clear. Like I did not start this way. Like it very much was like something I arrived to. Okay, yeah, that's, that's actually really good to hear, too, because a lot of people, it's easy to claim to be something. And, you know, uh, you know, out the door, I'm like, I'm an expert, I'm a photographer, I'm whatever it is. It's so easy to call yourself that. But getting yourself to a point where you evolve into this situation, it, it, it's, it's, there's a lot of uh, genuineness to it, and it's more believable. And I think, you know, people can smell that, right? People can understand that. But thank you for sharing that story. I think that's really... Uh, important yeah that's that's really that's really great there's one question that i want to ask you i'm kind of avoiding to ask this question yes. because i there's a there's two <laughs> things that i wanted to talk to you about and i didn't want to get too much into the weeds but um one of the most common questions i always get and i'm sure you get this a lot too is that how much do i do i charge this brand for x y and z mm -hmm. what can you say about mm -hmm. that Sure. So um, first and foremost, we were talking about asking brands their goals, right? It's really critical you do that because you should be charging the brand different amounts of money based on their goal, right? Um, right. I have this whole... I have a whole week in my course de dedicated to pricing and negotiation strategies, but it, like, it really is... like. Let me give you a, a very quick example, Michael. If the brand comes to you and says that, well, our goal is 
conversions, right? We would just want to drive sales. We want to drive app downloads. We want to drive a click-through rate. Like that is their goal. Then it's going to be very difficult to negotiate with them because let's say that they're doing some back of the napkin math on their side and they're saying, okay, well, we think that Michael can drive a hundred sales and the average order, you know, uh, amount is $10 or whatever. Mm -hmm. The max they're going to be willing to pay you is a thousand dollars. So you're going to be, you're going to get blue in the face trying to negotiate with brands who have, who has this very, a concrete set of internal sales metrics that they are beholden to, that their bosses are breathing down their neck and being like, you can't play any influencers anymore. We have to at least break even on this partnership. You know, contrast that with a brand awareness campaign where the brand comes to you and says, oh, we're just trying to get the word out there. We're trying to do a product launch, you know, trying to spread the word. We want to use your content. It's going to be so much easier to negotiate with them for a higher rate uh, if you know that's their goal because they don't have that boss boss breathing down their neck being like, hey, right. they have to drive mm -hmm. this many sales. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like that is the, the number one most important thing when it comes to pricing is understanding the goal because your pricing should change. The other uh, thing here is that um, I, I love acronyms. So I've created this this rule called the do rule, which is D-U-E. And the D stands for what are the deliverables? OK, is it a Instagram post? Is it a reel? Is it a YouTube video, a dedicated YouTube video? Is it an integrated YouTube video? Uh, like like you, you really have to understand and get very specific about what it is, because those all require different amounts of work. Right. Right. And so yes. like understanding exactly because some some brands will reach out and be like, oh, we just want to do a couple of posts and like, you know, you know, do this collaboration. No. How many posts? Is it two? Is it three? Is it integrated? Is it dedicated? You have to know. That's number one for the do rule. The, the, the you is the usage rights, right? Like we talked about, like, what are they going to be doing with their content? Are they going to repurpose it? Are they going to put it on their website, right? Are they going to put it on a freaking billboard? You better know mm -hmm. these things because you need to charge accordingly, mm -hmm. right? And then E is exclusivity. We haven't really talked about this, but like, is the brand basically going to prohibit you from working with their competitors for a certain duration? Well, there's an opportunity cost associated with that, right? If a, if the competitor approaches you in three months and you agree to six months exclusivity, well, that sucks. You just left money on the table. So you need to make sure that you're pricing that into your deal if that's something that they want. So again, it's, it definitely is an art and a science. I, I do have a calculator, <laughs> full disclosure, <laughs> in my course. That's like something that's available to creators that, is, okay. that definitely helps. But okay. again, it's like an art and a science um, mm -hmm. when it comes to like, these are the kind of the main pricing levers. Okay. You know, that's good because it really does encourage people, especially you know people like me to really educate myself with, you know, how this whole thing works. It's not just because it's still, you know, let's face it, we, we this whole creator economy, economy has been going around for a few years now. It just keeps changing its mm -hmm. name, but it's still the very much the wild west out here. It's just like, yeah. And here, here's the thing. Um, I, yeah. I, I'm very certain, Justin, that you will agree with me that most brands or most companies Actually, you did say that they don't know what they're doing because I've had this experience mm -hmm. with with one um, brand that I would ex uh, assume they know exactly what they're doing because they're pretty big. They're like, OK, so uh, we would love, love to work with you. This and this. This is one of my most, uh, uh, like, I guess, the one that I enjoyed working on um, because they were so open to discussion, like the, to, to discuss the needs and whatever it is that. I basically just gave them a rundown of what I can offer them. And I remember aside from accepting the, uh, the, the offer, they said, you know, we really just want to say, we appreciate you really, um, writing it all down and explaining to us what we're going to get. And I'm like, that's surprising. Cause I thought that they would know exactly what it is to expect. And so for you guys who are listening to this, Justin is completely right. Like they, they, 
most of them don't know what they're doing. I mean, this is your thing, right? So they're 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 knocking on your door and they're they're, they're asking very respectfully most of the time to just say, "Hey, we want to be a part of this thing that you've got going on." And so it's your job, our job, to educate ourselves and then educate them as to what they're getting in. You know, actually, that also includes pricing. So that's great. Uh, love that. Love that you said that. I feel like this whole conversation is just. Uh, reaffirming all the things that I always believed in, but just could not uh, articulate, not as well as you, definitely. No, I love, no, I, I love to hear that. And I think that, you know, uh, you know, when, when brands do uh, reach out, I think it's really important for people to hear this. There's a reason that they're doing that. They like something about you. They like something about your page. They, you know, want to be connected and associated with you on social media. So it's like if they're coming into your court and that, you know, email is landing in your inbox, like there's a reason for that. So it's like, you know, when it comes to the confidence aspect, just like remember that, right? There's there's a reason that they came to you and not someone else. The other mm-hmm. the other thing too that I wanted to touch on real quickly is you were saying that you've had these conversations. Sometimes it's like this comparison game where it's like you're looking at your other peers, other creators on social media who are getting these deals and things like that. And it's just like, why aren't I getting those deals? This is a very important thing to understand, which is that it is not enough to sit on your hands and wait for brands to email you. Okay, you have to augment those opportunities that are coming into your inbox with outbound outreach, meaning that you have to start sowing the seeds and relationships with other brands, other agencies that you eventually want to partner with so that when they do have campaigns that come up, you instantly come to mind. Okay, like this is a very critical thing to understand that you cannot just wait for deals to come to you if you want to maintain a robust and consistent income with sponsorships, because, again, Sponsorships are a major way in which most creators make money. So if this is something that you want to do, you want to transition from side hustle to full-time or you are full-time and it's just like, oh, I don't know when that next sponsorship is going to kind of land in my inbox. Like, no, like you have to be, this this is another really critical thing to understand is that when you reach out and pitch a brand, the goal is not to get a brand deal, to get that brand to pay you right then. No, the goal is to establish the relationship because the, the likelihood of you reaching out to the brand during an active recruitment period for a paid campaign is extremely low. Let's mm-hmm. say that they are running four campaigns, like once a quarter, okay? And they, they know that, you know, you, you reach out on a random, you know, March 10th. Like the likelihood of you reaching out on a day when they're like the five to seven day period where they're actually reaching out to influencers, trying to recruit people, trying to get people who are excited is so low. So the goal is not to get the deal, the goal. And you shouldn't be dejected if they say, oh, we're not running any paid campaigns right now. Like, obviously, (laughs) of course they're not. Right. Yeah. The goal is to like so that when they are the next in two months or whatever, when they do open that like recruitment period that you you instantly come they remember to you so it's just like that's a very important yeah it's important mindset shift because it's so so many creators they reach out to brands they get rejected they don't hear back and then they'd be like well cold <laughs> pitching doesn't work it's like no like that's not the point the point is to like get on their radar so you start building the relationships this is awesome because i that's that's so true even in the uh the, the field of graphic design like the reason why i have a bunch of clients or back then was because of that sowing the seeds and it's I always say that it's like a relationship game. I mean, there's so many other talented designers out there, much more talented than me, but I've managed to retain a couple of like really good paying clients. And the only reason is because they know me, like they can trust me. And it's, I've built enough of that relationship that they can say, oh, we can always just reach out to Michael and we'll, we'll know that he'll deliver us whatever it is that we, we need. 
Michael, that is exactly the reason why brands will pay a creator with half the followers double the amount of money <laughs> than, than someone awesome. else. Yeah. Because they will, they will know, like, every time we come to Michael, we know it's going to get done and we know it's going to be good. Because that is a very valuable asset to brands, right? When they know that they have deadlines and timelines and we got to get this campaign done by this time, let's just go back to Michael. That is the reason. My wife and I have made $3 million from sponsorships over the last number of years. I'm very transparent about that on social media. And I don't say that to flex. Our, our level of influence, our viewership is basically the lowest it's ever been, right? Over the last decade, right? Yeah. And yet we've made the most money we've ever made. It's That's because insane. we built up the relationships where, yeah. where they keep coming back to us. They keep saying like, hey, let's work with Justin and April again because we know it's going to get done. We know it's going to be great. So let's just go back to them again and again and again. And so like, you know, the vast majority of our deals are from the relationships that we build. So anyone hearing this that think it's like your influence, it's your following, that is the real reason that brands are working with you? No, it's because of how amazing you are, how punctual you are, how communicative, communicative you are, how flexible you are during the, you know, production process when things come up, right? So it's just like, you can differentiate yourself instantly from every other creator if you have this kind of like business mindset when you collaborate with brands. That is fantastic. Okay, Justin, I know we're gonna go over the time. So before I even ask you any more questions, there is one question that I wanted to, for us to, to kind of talk about. And this is a question that you got on Twitter earlier. And I think this is really a, yes. uh, a really good question. Um, I don't have the tweet. Actually, I, I think I do. Um, I have it right you have here, it? you want me to okay. pull it yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I did a little tweet, be like, hey, I'm gonna go talk to Michael. What do you guys wanna, let's do like a listener or a, or a reader question. And uh, Courtney Salerno said, I'd love to hear more about the options for leveraging niche channels or those that don't have a surplus of sponsorships. For example, true crime. Like, uh, and, and I, I really wanted to address this because I, I get this question a lot. Well, like there's no brands that sponsor my type of content, right? People say that all the time. And I'm just like, so, so um, like the, the number one, I have two pieces of advice. Number one is uh, first and foremost, shut up. That's not true. Of course there are. <laughs> uh, number two is um, go start to follow lots of other creators in your niche, because I guarantee you. Um, that when those people are getting sponsorships and you can start to discern the types of brands that are partnering with creators in your niche, everyone looks at other creators in their niche as like competitors and no, like as my friend Shelly, uh, I heard her say they're niche neighbors. They're your niche neighbors, right? You want to follow them and you want to learn from them. You want to become a known quantity in their community, in their comment sections. So that when the moment that you, so you're hyping them up, you know, for three months, for six months. And so the moment that they get a deal that's like, oh my gosh, that's my dream brand. You will not feel uncomfortable DMing them mm -hmm. and saying, hey, congratulations on this amazing partnership. Would you be willing to introduce me to your brand, to the brand contact? If you've been in their comment section being like, congratulations, amazing deal. Like you're so perfect for this. You know, I love the brand. Like if you've been like, believe me, creators like notice that stuff because every time they post a sponsorship, they're always on pins and needles. Like, oh my God, everyone's going to hate me for doing this sponsorship. <laughs> if you're the one being like, get that bag, like congratulations, <laughs> like all this stuff, right? Like they're going to remember you, right? And so they'll yes. make that connection. Mm -hmm. And then the, and then the last thing to like really like hammer this into like submission for you all to realize this is that it's not just about brands that are like, like related to true crime. What you have to do is get into the psychographics of your audience, not the demographics. So for example, I bet you anything that people who watch true crime shows or podcasts, I bet you they really want a great home security system. Mm -hmm. I, I bet you that they'd be interested in self-defense items. 
like pepper spray <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Right. So it's just like it's the it's getting into the psychology of the people who watch and listen to the, your type of content. It's not about the content. It's about let me let me sit and meditate for a second about who that type of person is who likes that content and then think about you know products and services that can help them solve some sort of pain point in their life. So that's where you should be focusing, not like, oh, like, uh, you know, I need to find like a true crime show that's going to like, you know, like on Netflix or something <laughs> that's going to sponsor me. Like, no, it's not about that. It's about this. It's about getting into the head of your followers and thinking about how you can serve them. Oh, that's great. I, I'm not a true crime kind of guy, but I've learned a lot on, and just... <laughs> Just that one thing right there. That's awesome. I feel like I was the one who asked that question on Twitter. That's awesome. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really, really great. Oh, my God. It's just like I feel like there's so much that I have to process after this uh, this episode that I know as soon as I'm editing this, I'm probably going to watch this whole thing again and just, you know, <laughs> kind of digest that whole information. Justin, that was a whole lot of information, good information in a span of currently right now 54 minutes and i know it's going to take us another hour just to to just kind of just skim the surface at the very least of this whole this whole thing so i'm going to i'm going to give you your time back <laughs> for the rest of the day i don't want to hold you <laughs> yeah hold you hostage here but before we end this uh, episode no. yeah i'd like you to please talk yeah. about your 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 uh your coaching um what do you call it services uh what's the proper term for that yeah yeah, I guess, you know, um, I, I think of it as kind of like a a school and community uh, of how I'm educating creators all around this topic of sponsorship strategy. Um, I have this, those of you who are watching on Spotify, the video can see this, but those of you who are watching, I'm going to describe this. I have this black rectangle behind my shoulder, mm -hmm. and it's an LED ticker where I can put custom messages on there. It's blank right now, but the reason I bought this is that I have created a new mission for myself that I want to help creators big and small land a million sponsorships by 2032, so in 10 years. And so it's a very large and very ambitious mission. Uh, and so this right here is going to be my McDonald's hamburger counter of how many <laughs> sponsorships the, it's the count it's it's going to be continuously counting all the sponsorships that I've helped facilitate in this community and so my goal really truly is to help see everyone win I I, I I sense that there is this like tremendous scarcity mindset amongst creators that it's like oh if that person gets a deal like somehow that's bad for me right I don't want to share my brand contacts because like it's me I'll make less money or something and it's like my logic is that like there is more than enough money for everyone like yes. to go around. Like if that mm -hmm. person gets a deal in your niche next week, it's going to be you. Right. And so it's like having this abundance mindset. This is the reason why I'm, I'm creating this mission is I really truly do want to change this stigma around sponsorships and, and the idea of like helping uh, like like we, we all need to help each other win because believe me, there is going to be billions of dollars poured into this space over the next five to 10 years. And I just want to see everyone win. And so like I have my, yeah, my courses and like basically probably the easiest way is um, I have a free newsletter that I share every single week where I send you paid sponsorship <laughs> opportunities. Yeah, so you, you have literally no yeah. reason not to sign up for this. Yeah. It's uh, you just go to creatorwizard.com slash join. Um, and so like you'll, you could stay updated on all my stuff, all my you know videos. And again, I'm like at creator wizard on everywhere. Uh, I do have courses and all that stuff too, but I'm sure you can find that if it's called brand deal wizard. Um, and so yeah, it's, uh, I, I just, I want to help out as many creators as possible. So if that sounds like you, if you're listening and like, I want to be helped, uh, then please join. I would love to, love to meet, um, each and every one of you. Justin, I'm going to be one of those. I promise you. 
I promise you. I know I I read the <laughs> newsletter, but just after talking to you, you know, one of the things I really appreciate about this whole episode is that aside from all the really good information that you've shared, it's that whole mindset, that whole mindset thing that it's, you know, I know it sounds easy, but for a lot of people, it's a struggle, even for me in the beginning, changing your, your the way you view things, especially that abundance mindset. I've always believed in that. Like there's no shortage of anything. There's always enough. Like I think it was a story. I'm maybe you've heard of this story before. Like I think it was uh, I don't know some some actor Denzel Washington. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not even sure. But he goes like if I if I got rejected from a casting call, do I just say well that's it I'm quitting I'm not gonna act anymore No I'm gonna go call again because I know that there's going to be a part that I can play in the future and that's having that abundance mindset that maybe you don't get it right now, but it doesn't mean that you'll never get anything. So just even the way you speak, the way you share your, your, the way you view things, your perspective, Justin, I really do appreciate that aside from the really good information that you've shared. So I promise you, I'm going to be one of those creators. I want to be a number on that little led screen right there that says <laughs> one, that's me. That's my goal. Justin helped me. So yeah, you, you got, you got me there. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> well, thank you, Justin. I appreciate, I, I, just, I appreciate that so much. Of course. Of course, yeah. I just wanted to say thank you again for for finding the time today. I know you and your wife are probably really busy, and I'm so happy to hear about your success. I know we. I barely. I mean, I just recently discovered you, so I know you're not one of the the humongous creators out there. But it's so nice to know that it's not about the numbers. That's a, a vanity metric for the most part. It's not about that, and you can find a lot of success if you're being smart about it. So educate yourself. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna do that. And um, guys, you should follow Justin. You should sign up for his newsletter. That newsletter alone is so valuable. And also watch his YouTube videos because I, I've actually I've shared your videos a couple times to my friends already. Because if, if they have questions, I'm like, dude, I appreciate yeah, that, man. I'm like, you should watch what this guy is saying. Like, I think he'll answer your question a lot better than I would. So <laughs> that's thank great. you, man. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Justin, it's been a pleasure. Uh, maybe one of these days, if you're not so busy, I can invite you back and we'll just have an, another chat. And um, you can you can grill my profile once more. <laughs> you can roast my profile once again. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's do, I love it. Let's do it, man. Love it. <laughs>